This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. It is week 18 in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. And folks, as you know, we're delivered by Domino's. Perfect football food. Perfect anytime food, really. Go to Domino's.ca. Check out their large four-topping pizza, just $11.99. Go to their feast specials, the side dishes, the desserts. Absolutely phenomenal. Great value. And most importantly to me, terrific taste. Go to Domino's.ca. Today, big show. We have a special behind the helmet, Speedy B, the steel cheetah, Brandon Banks from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Spoke with him last week. So the Tiger Cats eliminated from playoff contention, but still great to catch up and, and learn about Brandon Banks, one of the most dynamic players in the Canadian Football League. We'll have our Twitter poll question coming up on the show as guests today. We have CFL.ca's Matt Cause always entertaining, as well as TSN.ca's Scott Cullen with our team power rankings and fantasy tips for your CFL TSN games. A lot to get to. Let's get to the Blitz. Okay, and I want to start with the weird Deron Carter situation with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He had that absolutely massive game, uh, was a, a player of the week, performer of the week in the CFL. We know that the week hit 231 yards on 11 catches, 21 yards per perception, per reception average. And then he gets into a fight, and then it was this cryptic tweet about it's been fun, love y'all, was he going to be released? Chris Jones came out and said, no, everything's the way it is. And it looks like a blown out of proportion misunderstanding. Regardless, it's drama that the Rough Riders don't need right now as they are clawing for a playoff spot. And they can clinch it this week with a win or a BC Lions loss. So they get to take care of your business. Deron Carter, friend of show. Coming on behind the helmet, but we know drama can follow Duran where where he goes. They just have to stay focused. Our Twitter poll here: Which CFL East team is the most dangerous come playoff time? There's only going to be two making it from the East. We got the Ottawa Red Blacks, the Toronto Argonauts. So which team is most dangerous come playoff time? Red Blacks or the Argos? You can vote on that at AndyMC81 at AndyMC81 and. To talk about which one is most dangerous, which one would you rather play, and some other scenarios, let's go to the CFL-TSN panel with Rod Smith, Milt Stiegel, and Matt Dunnigan. Item one, we know there's a crossover game. We know it'll be in either Ottawa or Toronto, so which one, if you're a crossover team, would you like to play first? Would it be the Red Blacks or the Argos? The Red Blacks, without a doubt. Big reason, Trevor Harris. He's been great Mm -hmm. in the regular season, but he's never started Mm -hmm. a postseason game. Ricky Ray, I know what he can do. He's won many a postseason games. And great coach. No, I couldn't agree more. Ricky Ray's dominant in the playoffs, and I like the Toronto defense and their special teams. I think Ottawa right now is the weaker team. But, Rod, I don't understand the question. you got to play them both. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why I said first. <laughs> okay. Which one would you like to play first? Right. So, uh, there you go. But, yeah, you got to beat them both in order to get to the Great Cup in Ottawa. If you were a Ticats fan, which would have gutted you more <sighs> in Week 17? Would it be... The way you lost against the Calgary Stampeders when it looked like it was going to overtime, the P.I. at the end of the game for that field goal, or later watching Ottawa, the Red Blacks were going to lose to Saskatchewan, but they had that late drive to win it and knock the Ticats out. Rod, that's an easy one. When you control your own destiny, you have your own fate in your hands, that one hurts the most. The P.I. call, Mm. the many opportunities against the Calgary Stampeders in your own backyard to bury this football team. Calgary was right 
for the taking, and they didn't get the job well, done. Well, uh, after the P.I. call, you thought, well, we still have our opportunity. We just need Saskatchewan to take care of their business. And they thought they were until the end of the You're game. That one hurt more. Out that, that was a knife to the heart that hurt them. You your destiny already. You're bleeding uh, out already. No, they still had a Either chance. way, it was a rough Friday the 13th for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who are done. Edmonton Eskimos far from done. They've now won two straight after losing six straight, after winning seven straight. Milt, have you seen enough? Is this uh, Eskimo team back? I think they are. I think they are. And the big reason being Brandon Zilstra. He's coming to his own. He's an MOP candidate. And C.J. Gable, yeah. that trade yeah. was important for this yeah. team. I think they're there now. I don't think they're there quite yet. Uh, you got three, what, a couple more weeks of the football season to play, and this football team is coming into rare form. But, Milt, they're not there. They're not hitting on all cylinders offensively they're barely squeaking by some of these victories and beating Montreal on the road in Montreal needed some turnovers but hey I, I don't winning. they're they are not <laughs> at the top of their game yet when they start to get healthy and in three more weeks then I will I will pass them off into the playoffs and being contenders just yes. win just three more <laughs> weeks you're right we're getting close to the end still a few things to be decided all right that was the TSN CFL panel now we look at how the rest of the season is going to wrap up and look ahead to the playoffs. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, what a, after a sluggish start, boy, they have been rolling 11-4. and four, Had that ugly loss to the Ticats. Now, you lose Darvin Adams, your top receiver. And you lose Mo Leggett, legend in the secondary there. What does it mean? How will this affect things? As the record, they've clinched a playoff spot, so they're fine. They're getting in. But... What do these injuries mean going forward? Head coach of the Blue Bombers, Mike O'Shea, at his media call was asked questions about the injuries. Any update on uh, the health of Darwin Adams? Uh, yeah, Darwin's not going to be available for for a number of weeks. And um, I think the way we're going to do it is is when I see he's making some progress uh, rehab-wise, then I'll just sort of check on him there, and then I'll update you from there. But until he shows some progress uh, with his rehab, there's no point in... in discussing whether he's available right so I know you like to use the word hopeful when talking about the prognosis of injuries are you hopeful he could be ready for playoffs um I, that might be a little early I'm not sure that might be a little early so it would be a, a deep playoff run if yeah. he is ready to go yeah so that's I, I don't want everyone to count him out though okay you know he's I know he's going to work hard and I know given his past history uh He's always become available earlier than expected. We got a bunch of guys in here that that can that can do it, and um, once again are uh, not excited about how they get the opportunity, but certainly are excited for the opportunity. So we'll that's what this week's for. We'll figure it out as we go along. All right. After the break, we will chat with CFL.ca's Matt Cause on. He's back on the Edmonton Eskimo bandwagon. Why? We'll ask him why he's heavy on the Eskimos. We'll talk Rough Riders and some East Division as well. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. 
You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Welcome back to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Networks. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's. Folks, don't forget, go to dominoes.ca, get their large pizza four topping, just $11.99. The side dishes are phenomenal. The marble cookie brownie for dessert, all their carryout delivery specials at dominoes.ca. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Very happy to welcome in my next guest, my old friend Matthew Cause from CFL.ca and TSN. Matt, how's it going, bud? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Andy? Good to talk to you. Absolutely. So, listen, we're we're at crunch time, man. We're getting close. We're getting close to the playoffs. We're in Week 18, creeping ever closer, and we have the Toronto Argonauts and the Ottawa Red Blacks have clinched playoff spots in the East. So my hard-hitting poll question for you from at AndyMC81 is, which CFL East team is the most dangerous come playoff time, the Red Blacks or the Argos? What do you say? See, it's a hard one um, because they are really close. Um, uh, if I think if the Argonauts are fully, okay, let's assume both teams are fully healthy. Okay. If that's the case, I think I give a slight edge to Toronto because it means you've got James Wilder Jr., who you know has uh, missed a little bit of time now, and it means that you know Victor Butler, Cleon Lang, and everyone else is fully healthy. And I think the Argonauts' defense is better than Ottawa's defense. I think Ottawa's passing attack is certainly better, just in terms of the overall weapons. But I like the running game a little bit more from Toronto. I like the defense a little bit more from Toronto. Um, And if they're being healthy, it means you get Ricky Ray um, Mm -hmm. all the way through. So I would take... The uh, I would take the Toronto Argonauts in a very close one between these two teams. Yeah, and Matt, I'm, I'm with you when it comes to Ricky Ray slightly over Trevor Harris because it is it is quite close, as you said, right? Like the 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 weaponry on Ottawa, I think Trevor Harris has proven he can take it to that next level. But when you look at how that offense changes with James Wilder Jr. in the lap, you go from when Brandon Whitaker was in last week, it went right back to that 80-20 throwing running attack. Very one-sided, very predictable in the sense that you knew they were going to throw it. But you had that James Wilder mix into it. And the offense just seems to completely change. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, um, you know, it has the balance you want. It allows for more space for guys like SJ Green and Amarni Edwards and, and everyone else. So, yeah, I would give a slight edge, though. Now, for Ottawa fans, here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest compliment I'll give for them. Go back to the beginning of the season. And unfortunately, teams are so different now than what they were in June. If you remember the first two weeks, Ottawa tied Calgary in week one, then barely lost 43-39 in week two. They were one of the only teams that could really give, that were giving Calgary a tough time. And considering how good Calgary is, uh, any team that plays them close is always going to get my respect. But yeah, I would give a slight edge to the Argonauts. In conversation with Matthew Cause, you can find all his fine work at cfl.ca. Matt, going to the Edmonton Eskimos, you wrote an article on why you're jumping on the Eskimos bandwagon. And if this was during the first seven weeks of the season, I'd say, well, obviously, they're undefeated. They're overcoming everything. Then they lost six straight and had to get out of that, the magic elixir that is the Montreal Alouettes. You look ahead, and they've won two in a row now. Why are you jumping back on? 
I'm, I'm jumping back on because of C.J. Gable. You know, we just talked a yeah, second ago yeah. about how the Argonauts offense looks so different with James Wilder. Well, think about C.J. Gable. Two games there, over 100 yards, and Edmonton, you know, they suffered a big loss in week two when they lost John White because they've got a good offensive line. They got 100-yard games out of guys you've never heard of before, and Trayvon Van had 100 yards. So you knew the offensive line could do it. What you didn't have was that level of talent. C.J. Gable has that level of talent, you know, both as a runner, he's a pretty good receiver, and he's an excellent pass blocker. So he brings so much more to the offense. So everything starts there. Then, you know, they get Aaron Grimes back from uh, from the NFL, which will help their defense out a little bit. And, you know, I, I know their defense has been poor this year because of so many injuries. And we saw with Corey Greenwood, we saw with J.C. Sherritt. But, you know, I think there's enough players there, Odell Willis, uh, Orlando Sewell, there's enough weapons there to at least make them respectable. But the great thing is, is if you bring Gable on the offense, maybe extend drives a little bit more. You know, maybe you win the time of possession and you can protect your defense by not having them, you know, face, uh, face as many uh, possessions. So I think all that goes into it. You know, look how good Riley is. He's mm-hmm. one of the top two. I, I, think, I think he's the second best quarterback behind Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, and you look at the receivers and Darrell Walker is back. Darrell Walker's back, and he has yet to make that huge, you know, impact game. But, yeah. you know, as, as I wrote my article, when a Darius Bowman is almost an afterthought, damn, that is a good passing <laughs> attack. So, you know, it, it, what that means is those guys can overcome mistakes. It's like, okay, our defense stinks, and it's given up 32 points. Don't worry. We have an offense that can keep games close. Right, right. And that's where, because – they have Mike Riley. And we yeah. talked about Toronto and Ottawa before, Where and it seems like an obvious statement. Right? Oh, you, you, you lose your starting quarterback, you're going to be worse off. Well, duh, but you have some teams that can overcome that, like the Calgary Stampeders that have been playing with for a large part of the season and injured Bo Levi Mitchell. But teams like Toronto and Ottawa can't overcome that. Edmonton, no. I don't think, could either. But you're, you're right, the surrounding pieces just really seem to blend that they might be able to take the step, especially... Now that you have significant injuries to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Adams and Leggett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. You look at Winnipeg's last win, and, man, they're going to hate hearing this. But they won like they've done the last two years. Offense doing very little and just return touchdown Mm -hmm. after return touchdown, (laughs) which is just not sustainable. And, by the way, speaking of backups, who's got the best backup in the CFL? I mean, it might be James Franklin with the Edmonton Eskimos. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, or... Hey, to to uh, go to your next article on CFL.ca, how about some Brandon Bridge? Can I get me some Air Canada, brother? Like, oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, and what we all know, like, listen, Brandon Bridge has not proven yet that he can be a star, but no. he had a very good game about the, against the Argonauts. And, and my main point there was, you know, we always talk about how do you get more butts in the seats? How do you make the CFL more interesting in Southern Ontario? And everyone keeps throwing the name Johnny Menzel. I'm like, well, hey, I don't think Johnny Menzel would be a success in this league, but you really want to, you really want to create a celebrity. How about a Canadian quarterback who succeeds, who is consistently Mm -hmm. the reason why a team is winning? Not a novelty Canadian quarterback. A Canadian quarterback that can scare the living bleep out of an opposing team's secondary. Because that that guy would be in the conversation for the Lou Marsh. We'd we'd be talking about Russ Jackson, and we haven't seen this for so long. That is a story that any media can get behind. Um, That's something that the casual Canadian sports fan, that would be the sort of topic of conversation 
conversation that would make, you know, the, the morning news shows. Mm-hmm. You know, it would mm-hmm. be talked about on CP24. It would transcend just sports, and it would get to the more casual fan. And what interests me as well, Matt, with Brandon Bridge is he's not your kind of old-school statuesque quarterback, which you don't see that often in the CFL outside of, let's say, a Ricky Ray right now. But he's mobile. He's exciting. Yeah. He's got he's got that, that little bit of a, a quirky three-quarter delivery. Like, he makes things happen. And, yes, as you said, it was one game. He's been nice in spot duty. When teams start to game plan for you, it is a different animal, absolutely. But for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, you have to start to think. Now, they're on the cusp of clinching a playoff spot. But to me, Matt, you have to start to think, we know what Kevin Glenn is. We know that ceiling. We know what he is. We know he's a great yeah. back, or either either backup or, or Phil starter. For the future, though, I kind of want to see what I have in Brandon Bridge, don't I? Oh, ab- absolutely. And I-, I wonder, though, if the coaching staff would have the guts uh, to do something That's like it. that. And you talked about his mobility. I'd also look at, if you go back and look at that win against the Argonauts, you know, there was a couple, I think there was like a third and ten throw um, where he just gunned it. And the main problem we've always seen is that Canadian quarterbacks don't have arm strength. I, I remember mm-hmm. I remember talking to Mike Hogan about this years ago, and I said, "What's the what? How come we haven't seen it yet?" And he just flat out said, "Arm strength. You take the best, you know, in, uh, or CIS or now U Sports, what the hell it is. Stop changing <laughs> names on me. I'm an old man. Um, and you take a look at the best quarterbacks, and they just didn't have the arm strength. And Bridge, you know, I mean, again, he he doesn't have the strongest arm, but it, it, it looks like he's got more than more than enough there to be able, you know, to complete drives and to be able to make critical throws. And he's a big dude, 6'5", 230, something like yeah. that. Like, Matt, by being that size, you you automatically just get more torque, more power yeah. because you're you're that size. And it allows, and I saw a couple times during his last start where he, he was kind of off, and you want to have the technique down sound, I get that, but off the back foot, and he was able to flick it. And you yeah. saw with the flick, he was able to do what a smaller guy would have to rear back and do. And that's, hey, you're playing in Saskatchewan with those wins that are coming up. That's uh, That's pretty important. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. That's what, and that's what you need. Listen, you can dink and dunk in a dome. Yeah, you yeah. can dink and dunk on a nice day in June or July with no wind. That's fine, but you know it doesn't. It's not going to help you. You know, I mean, look at the playoffs. You know that that Edmonton Ottawa game when it was all snow. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to help you in situations like that. No, no, not at all. In conversation with Matt Cause from CFL.ca and TSN on Twitter at mcause56. Uh, Matt, worst off. In, let's look at the last place teams here. The West Division, you have the BC Lions. Jonathan Jennings was coming in as the next Wunderkind, right? Yeah. The, the, the next one. Lule oh, comes. By, by the way, by the way, Andy, just interrupt you. I wrote that he, I had him down as winning the MOP this oh, year. Oh, boy. There's still time. The MOP. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if he throws for 600 yards each of the next three weeks... Yeah. You know? And they make, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably not. All right. Hey, yeah. we, we, we all swing and miss, right? It's okay. Yeah. It's a, but uh, would anyone have blamed you or called you crazy of predicting that at the beginning of the year? No. No, not not at all. You looked at the weapons they had, and they and they brought in. I knew he was going to be injured to start the year, but they brought in Chris Williams from Ottawa. Yep. And you're thinking, my God, you've just added Chris Williams to this already talented mm-hmm. staff. You already have, you know, Emmanuel Arsenault. You have, you know, so many. What Brian Burnham was back. You know, people sure. thought he was going to go to the CFL. So you had Arsenault, Burnham. Um, you had Jermaine Johnson. You had Nick Moore. It's like, okay, we're going to bring in Chris Williams. And Chris Rainey is one of the best specialties players. You know. And uh, I, I know there was no um, big hill, but you still had um, Solomon Elaminian. I was like, okay, 
this team, I thought, okay, it's their turn to win the cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wrong. No, we, we all were. In the first few weeks of the season, it was one A, B, and C between Calgary, Edmonton, and BC. So they have a quarterback question. Another team, and this will be the last one for you, Matt, we'll let you go, is with the Alouettes. Darian Durant, you, you can't trot that no, no, same offense out. Just to answer that question, they're the they are the most doomed. They brought in yeah. Ernest Jackson, thinking, okay, we're going to make some things happen. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Um, you know, changes front office, coaches. That team's been a disaster since no Anthony and Calville. They are the, they're the ones that are the most uh, to me the biggest disaster. You know, there's still a chance that maybe you can resurrect Zach Caleros um, in Hamilton um, and BC. Listen, maybe this was just the lost year and things get better next season. But if Montreal is the team that's the most doomed oh, yeah. out of the last place teams, yeah. They got to figure out quarterback. And I, I thought Darian Durant could have been like at this point in his career, a Kevin Glenn type in that yeah. you can keep things going until you figure out the quarterback situation. I'm not putting it all on him, but man, uh, they, they, they just got to go somewhere different. Football is cruel, and you don't usually have a slow progression from great to good to bad. Sometimes mm-hmm. you wake up and you're just bad, right. and that seems to be Darian Durant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maddie, thank you so much for taking the time, and your uh, people can find your work on CFL.ca. You're working on anything else you want to promote specifically? or? I'm uh, I'm working actually I'm working on a piece for the Snap about why you should be watching Montreal Hamilton this weekend. Oh, and I'm uh, I'm looking at a variety of the different players and saying this is why you should root for it because you know this guy's mom never lost a game when she was in when she was started <laughs> high school basketball and I'm doing whatever I can to promote which well, let's be honest kind of a sticky game right. And if, if people want a real treat, check out Matthew Cause's headshot on CFL.ca. It is a oh, delight. Get the, that's about seven years old. <laughs> I know. Get the hell out of here. It looks like your university like mugshot or something. Oh, my right? God. You're right. It's like, oh, look, there's Matthew in the silhouette for the McMaster, uh, at McMaster University. Right. <laughs> Matt, thanks for taking the time, man. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> That was a Matthew Cause from CFL.ca. Get him on Twitter at MCause56. We'll take the break, come back with some team power rankings and some CFL fantasy tips. Scott Cullen from TSN.ca joins me next on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network, delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Welcome back to CFL Weekly. You're listening across the TSN Radio Networks. I'm Andy McNamara, and we are delivered by Domino's, folks. As you know, get the large four-topping pizza. Just $11.99. That's it. Just $11.99. You go medium feast if you want. You can get all the delicious side dishes and desserts. Go dominoes.ca today. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Always good football food. Domino's. In studio with me now, TSN.ca's Scott Cullen. Scotty, how's it going? Great. How you doing, Andy? Doing good, man. We're getting, we're getting right down to it. We're, it's almost playoff time. We are in week 18. And let's start with the power rankings before we go on to the uh, the fantasy tips. Now, not a whole lot of movement, but you were getting you were getting on Twitter a little uh, from Rider Nation. They weren't happy that Saskatchewan was behind Ottawa, but the thirty three thirty two win by the Red Blacks kind of quelled the storm. It a did. Bit, didn't it, it? it did help quiet them a little yeah, bit. I mean, yeah. a, a one point win is hardly a, a decisive <laughs> uh, thing. But I mean, look, it, I think. 
a lot of the pushback is because Saskatchewan has a better record, and and a lot of people will will look at a team's record and, and think that that's you know the best measure of of a team. But I, I think in Ottawa's case, when you've been missing your starting quarterback for a handful of games, and and he comes back. You know, there's a, a decent chance that you're actually better than your record, and, mm-hmm. and in Ottawa's case, particularly because I think Trevor Harris has been a terrific quarterback, highest-rated quarterback in the league going back to last season. Um, that um, you know, that I, I I I don't think Ottawa is a great team by any stretch, but I think uh, of that kind of middle grouping of, of teams that we have, kind of from three through six or so. Right. I think I think they're the the team that has the potential to do, to do the most uh, damage, and you know the fact that they managed to win at Saskatchewan is is nice and and so on. But look, I think a lot of those teams are very close, and from one week mm-hmm. to the next, it could. You know, they could very easily start switching around. But right right now, um, with Harris back and healthy, I, I'm kind of partial to Ottawa. Yeah, the parity is getting really tight. Outside of the Calgary Stampeders, just keep winning. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they belong in their own league, basically. Firmly atop their yeah, power. Like, now, now the, I mean, the funny part of this is, right, is last year they had, you know, I mean, were they 15-2-1 and one or something? Mm-hmm. They, they kind of ran roughshod over the league last year, and they still didn't end up with, with a great cup out of it. So yeah. it, it's almost like, you know, they can pile up the record, whatever record they want this year, but... They have to finish the job. You got to finish it. You got to finish. Now, that also takes us to our CFL Weekly Twitter poll question at AndyMC81. And I put out there which CFL East team is the most dangerous come playoff time, Ottawa or Toronto? Now, you touched on the Red Blacks there, Scotty. And I think they're both in, in very similar situations. If their starting quarterbacks are healthy, they are legit contenders. If they're not, it's over. Yeah, Real ba- quick. Ba- basically. <laughs> like, like, there's no in between here. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I think a lot of teams in the CFL we, we've discovered are um, heavily dependent on their starting quarterback. Remember, early early in the year when Travis Lule came into BC, it was like, oh, look, at BC can survive right. with their backup quarterback. They're okay with their backup quarterback. Maybe Saskatchewan uh, with Brandon Bridge now. That's right. The way Bridge came in and played, you might think, okay, well, they, they can get by. But there's so many teams that it's like, oh, it's such a drop when oh. you go from the starter to the backup. And, and maybe nowhere... Uh, bigger than Ottawa and Toronto, and and some of that is that look, Ottawa and Toronto have good starting quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? Like Ricky Ray, as much as he's you know long in the tooth and uh, and so on, still productive, keeps that ball moving, and um, and as I said, I think Trevor Harris has been um, you know probably. <laughs> strangely enough because he, he ended up kind of losing the, the job to Henry Burris last year but if you go back to the beginning of last season he was the highest rated quarterback in the league and he's been the highest rated quarterback in the league this year so you know I, I think you know what, whatever you know respect you need to pay to, to Trevor Harris maybe you, you need to see playoff wins or something mm-hmm. before you really start to sure. to get on board but he's he's done it when given the chance here like the numbers are, are there that kind of say that Trevor Harris is really good and, and I mean I guess that's to your poll question, that's probably why I'm siding with Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And and but I also I like you said they're very similar. Is that I think, you know, the given in the right week, either one of those teams could um, come up and surprise. Yeah, well that and and that's just it. If the quarterbacks are healthy, and and we saw Ottawa have to not just get through their their backup third string, like yeah. we went through Ryan yeah. Lindley. But but Scotty, this is. It's a very similar situation how Ottawa came into the playoffs last year, right? They kind of muddled about, yep. hit Labor Day, 
pushed on the gas, and now they're going. And that's the time of year you want to be hot. Yeah, well, and they were, what, 8-9-1 last year? Yeah, like, like, won the Grey Cup. 7-9-1 but, but, I mean, right this now. Is, this, is the, this is the way you, you do it in the East Division, apparently, is you don't need a great record to, to get through there. Just be healthy, can uh, playoff time. Just, just make sure that you've got your uh, team firing on all cylinders and ready to go for the playoffs. And um, Now, I mean... Look, not a lot of teams have great records. Right? We've established the base way. Calgary is on the league of their own. Winnipeg's got a, a decent record, and everybody else is kind of muddling along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that Ottawa is a little bit under 500, you know, I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. I think, um, you know, the records of all these kind of middling teams don't necessarily mean that much because I think, you know, they're affected by injuries and right. and other things that have happened during the season now. But if you're looking at kind of the current value of the team, yeah, I think I think Ottawa and Toronto for for teams that are sub 500, I think they have a chance to to maybe do something, you know, if which is a, a scary proposition, I would say for Calgary. Not not that wow. not, you know not that I would say oh yeah Ottawa can go in and beat Calgary. I mean they certainly theoretically could. Uh, Calgary would be heavily favored, but you know if Ottawa comes and plays a good game. You never know. We saw right? what happened. This is, this is right. You, you're, you run the risk of having the exact same thing happen that did last year. Yeah, some deja vu. In conversation <laughs> with the TSN.ca Scott Cullen on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. Let's shift to the fantasy side of things here, Scotty, for your TSN.ca CFL fantasy team and in, in weekly league. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, we saw a very, very disappointing loss after uh, uh, Nichols got injured in Hamilton. Now you're going to be without Darvin Adams, one of, if not the top weapon on that team on offense, also without Mo Leggett on the defensive mm-hmm. side. How much do those two being out, and we can kind of bring it to a, a, a big picture look, missing those two at this time of the year with Nichols coming back, how much does that affect the fantasy value of other pieces on Winnipeg and just overall their lookout for the rest of the season? Well, I, I certainly think that um, you know, with Darvin Adams being gone, that's opportunity for somebody else to step up. And I mean, I would like to say Clarence Denmark should be a, a guy who who would, but I think last week he had one catch for nine yards or, or something, which you know it, it's tough to you know really build on that. But I, <laughs> no I, about I, yeah, <laughs> I, I you know I, I I'm I guess I would say I'm suspect on on the receiving core in Winnipeg. It's it's not like I I look at. Um, the next guys up and think, okay, well, they they should really be able to fill that no. that role for them. I like mean, my my, my, mm. my guess is is that Andrew Harris is is the best bet for them. That they're just going to get more touches for Andrew Harris. And and look, there's nothing wrong with that. Andrew Harris has been a really really productive uh, running back for a long time. I mean, I I'm yeah, I guess I'm just a little I'm a little suspect on the the receiving depth in Winnipeg to get terribly excited about them. And as you say, the the loss of Leggett on defense. I mean, I think if um, you know, if you're looking at at this week's game against Toronto, I mean, I think that that makes Toronto more appealing, right? And yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm already in terms of the value for this week. I think Ricky Ray's not bad value, but getting a shot at Winnipeg without you know probably their best their best player in the secondary, um, you know, gives you maybe a little bit more reason to uh, to like them. And and you know, certainly S J Green. I mean, S J Green is. is Relatively expensive, I think, among receivers. But I mean, he's coming off a, a week where he had like 13 catches. So sure, um, you know that. I, I think there's, uh, you know, you're probably looking at for the next few weeks at least you, that Winnipeg might be a team that you can get some value against, um, just based on on who's available to play. Well, and you look at what that means with leg it out at, at the the safety spot and in that secondary. 
screw stuff up over the middle, yeah. deep, right? And so maybe somebody, okay, we know SJ Green's going to be covered regardless, but maybe a secondary argonaut receiver like a Posey, yeah. like an Edwards, somebody like that could benefit. Uh, and you'd have to, you know, you'd have to look. You, you want to go, I think, probably more of a speed a guy who would have a deep option. Yeah. So maybe Posey's been wildly inconsistent, but he's just over four thousand bucks. But he's reasonably priced, right? right? Like, yeah, that that's a case where if you, I mean, maybe he fits your your flex spot at, at the right price for you. That uh, yeah, I can definitely see that there's you know possible value there, and 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 I mean to me this also is almost um, you know gives you reason to avoid Matt Nickel. You know, right. I mean, I, I was avoiding him early in the year when, when I didn't think he was that great. And then he's had this very productive season. And so I've, I've kind of my opinion has turned on <laughs> on Matt Nichols. But at the same time, if you, you know, you start taking away his top receiver and, you know, you may maybe um, might be inclined to hold off and, and wait and see what they can do in the passing game. And, and look, I think Toronto's, de- Toronto's defense isn't bad. And, and, you know, if it turns out that Winnipeg can't move the ball on them, well, then maybe you're. You're more open to to those guys going forward, but I think for this week, I would I would look elsewhere. Have a a, a wait and see, yeah, type of thing. So, all right, we uh, we said to CJ Gable, prove it again, prove it, CJ. <laughs> he, he did, and he did. Yes, yeah. he said, uh, stick it to us. Yeah. And uh, boy, did he show up and show out going up against the BC Lions, who well, we know how they've been floundering overall. Yeah, most expensive running back on the board. That well, and this is the thing is that I I've tended to avoid the most uh, expensive running backs. I like I, if if I'm spending money, I tend mm-hmm. to do it at receiver, um, because I think you, there there are value plays to be found at at running back. I mean, we talked about Alex Green for Hamilton, right? And and he's still reasonably priced now. Now here's a, a a real bargain if you're if you're looking for him. What about Trent Richardson? Oh he's twenty five hundred wow. bucks. He is, you know, bottom of the of I'm, the, pr- I'm of the price. The down. But you know, they they gave him some touches last week, and I mean, not not that I expect huge numbers, but at twenty five hundred bucks, if they're going to give him the touches, I I would at least consider. Now uh, that's Trent interesting Richardson. because we saw from the first game went from five carries to fourteen, mm-hmm. averaging in both games over four yards a carry. You want to be in that zone. He got one catch. Not huge production, but he picked up six fantasy points, right? And maybe as, that's interesting, Scotty, because it as you work him back in, may, yeah. I, 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 I might be talking I, myself. I, 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 I was gonna say I, I'm not doing oh, a boy. hard sell on Trent Richardson. Right. I'm just saying maybe keep an eye. Bucks. You know, they gave they, they gave him some touches last week, and that that's the one thing that just kind of made me uh, hmm. take notice that you know I, I don't have huge hopes for the for Trent Richardson in the CFL because I don't think his running style necessarily is. Um, is what seems to to work best in the league. Right. But but if uh, the opportunity is there, and and goodness knows what's happening with Saskatchewan's passing game, uh, given their their week of brawling. Uh, huh. So I don't know. I, I would at twenty five hundred bucks if if he fits your uh, if he fits in your under your salary cap. Trent Richardson might be worth a look. Well, and I was going to say too. You mentioned the. Uh... The Rough Riders did issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daron mm-hmm. Carter causing drama. Who? What? Why? Disappointing. Right, right uh, after a monster week. I too. know. So what does this mean, Scott? Like, because yeah, usually these two things go one of two ways. Doesn't yeah. it looks like he's going to play? Doesn't look like there's going to be any team discipline as far as yeah. missing time. But these go one of two ways. Either the the team rallies or the player rallies and says nuts to you guys and shows out, or he's going to be distracted and go bottom of the barrel. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough call. And now, I mean, look, Carter has been 
well, he's been as productive as you would expect because he's a guy who's probably, if not the most talented receiver in the league, he's right up there. Right. Um, and, you know, last week he didn't have any touchdowns, but he had 231 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a long stretch, I think like a five or six game streak of scoring touchdowns uh, earlier this year too. So, you know, there are, there's a real good chance that uh, if Deron Carter plays, that he can be productive enough to, to help your team. And it, his price isn't crazy. I mean, he's... He's on on the more expensive side, but not right up at the top end. He, he's not uh, costing you Brandon Zilstrom money. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so exactly. Uh, but so so I, I think Jerron Carter might be, you know, might be worth a, a look. You know, who else has been? Um, if I'm apparently I'm finding bargains in Hamilton is Brandon Banks. Oh, uh, he's had three straight hundred yard receiving games. Okay, guy, guy, guy who is you know almost strictly a return guy for. Uh, for the most part, has has become a, I guess, preferred target for Jeremiah Masoli, and and you know the fact that he's put up three straight hundred yard receiving games, you know, make, makes me kind of open my eyes to Brandon Banks when when mo- in most cases I've That's been, I've been happy. To, well, yes, and here's what else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the Montreal team. I mean, look, remember, I I thought early in the year the Montreal defense was a bit of one to avoid, mm-hmm. right? Me like too. they had they Me had too. some pretty good games early on, and but you know as 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 they've been beaten down with the rest of the team, it's uh, you know it's getting a lot a lot more uh, favorable to find teams that uh, that have the Montreal matchup. Yeah, and we should say too, keep an eye on on picking Trent Richardson, Cameron Marshall. It looks like he could be returning. Well, so that that that's something to track. You can set your yeah. lineup up until you know. They, they play. So uh, keep an eye on that because if it's a full workload, that's going to be interesting against a tough Calgary D. But that's uh, something to track, right? We can only put it out there. And that's you have right. To use I, like I too. said, this is no hard sell on no, Trent Richardson. No, 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 no. But at 2500 bucks, <laughs> might be worth a, a flyer. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, thank you so much. Uh, let's do it again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Andy. All right. That was Scott Cullen from TSN.ca. Follow him on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. We'll take the break. Come back with my behind the helmet. Hey. Scotty told told you about him. Brandon Banks, Speedy B, the Steel Cheetah, joins me in Behind the Helmet and also my game picks for Week 18. A lot more coming up here on CFO Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara, and you can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Uh, very special. I was very excited to chat with this gentleman a week or so ago from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They call him Speedy B, call him the Steel Cheetah. Brandon Banks, one of the most dynamic return men. And what's really gotten me this year is due to injuries and just circumstance, he has emerged as much more than just a gadget-type player on offense and a returner. Back-to-back 100-yard games, right? Like, he has absolutely stepped up and helped with the Tiger Cats' resurgence. Turned out wasn't enough, but he was able to do something quite special there. So here is my Behind the Helmet with Brandon Banks. The man known as Speedy B from the Hamilton Tiger Cats on the line with me, Brandon Banks. Brandon, how's it going, man? 
Everything is going good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. So, Speedy B's the main nickname. Did you have any other nicknames growing up, or was it always Speedy B? Uh, actually, I didn't have Speedy B nickname until I got to Canada. Oh. I was, <laughs> I was called uh, Mr. B. Mr. B? Yeah, Mr. B. Like, my auntie gave me a Mr. B name, and then when I got to Canada, I actually had Speedy B on my license plate, and it just went from there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm surprised there wasn't any like cash or money because of the banks last night. That would have fit too, right? Money in the banks. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember back in my Redskin days, I seen a couple of posters like that, but <laughs> that's really, really stuck. Now, Brandon, you're known for your speed, obviously, right? You're one of the most prolific return men in CFL history. Have you ever met or gone up against someone faster than you? Oh, of course. I'm not the fastest guy. Uh, I've got B. I mean, actually. You know, I did World Juniors track growing up, so I got lost in track. So ah. I actually lost a couple of times. You know, I'm not – not I can't beat everybody. That's right. <laughs> no, no. What, what about on the football field, though? Uh, no, I never lost in the football field. There you go. That's what matters. That. <laughs> right, right. That's what matters. That's what matters. Perfect. All right, Brandon, so let's go to your, your downtime. You're away from football. You've been studying the playbook all day. What do you do to relax? Man, I'm a, I'm a Madden guy. Madden oh, the 2K. Yeah. Madden the 2K, and that's about it. A couple of movies. So do you go all Madden? Like, do you play, like, kind of the, the, the super teams where you build your own? Do you go to one franchise in particular? Uh, no, nah, I mean, growing up, I was a Cowboys fan, so I either default to the Cowboys. I mean, I pretty much play, could play with anybody, but I like playing with the Cowboys. Yeah, well, geez, good time to be playing with the Cowboys and Madden when you got Zeke and uh, Dak running wild, right? Right, right. They win you a lot of games, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of the guys on the Ticats, do they play Madden too, or is it just kind of oh, you yeah. go? Oh, yeah, we definitely have guys come up over our house daily. Every After every practice, you know, guys trying to come over and play and just have a couple, just, you know, team camaraderie, just having fun. Now, do you I, – I know I do this, and I, I make myself obviously better than I would be in real life because I'm not a pro athlete, but do you make yourself in the game? No, I have I haven't never did that because you I mean to be honest, I've actually been on the game. So yeah, I ain't, yeah, right. I ain't really have to do it one time, but you know, I done got a little bit too old for that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, that'd be that'd be something actually being being in the game. Uh, right. So, Brandon, okay. So, there's Madden. What about food wise? You're getting ready for the game. Is there a meal you have that is kind of your your get ready meal or your victory meal? Uh, I definitely have a get ready meal. I'm usually a eat a, I eat Subway with, okay. a Snick, with a Snickers bar. With a Snickers bar. Yeah, I have to have a Snickers bar before every game. So, Brandon, we have two sponsorship opportunities with you then, man. I think we should partner hey, up. Let's go. Hey, I'm, I'm just where I need it. I'm waiting <laughs> on it. <laughs> we'll, do Snick, well, we'll make a Snickers-Subway combo. We'll, we'll figure it right. out. Okay. Right. So that gives you all the energy you need to, to get through the game. Oh, yeah. Now, everybody has pump-up music. Everyone has those go-to sounds that get you in the right place ahead mm-hmm. of time or in training, whatever. What's it for you? Uh, I mean, I'm very diverse. I can listen to pretty much anything, but my go-to, go-to is probably, uh, probably like Little Wayne or Future. Okay. Now, any particular song, you just throw on one of their albums and you're good. Uh, yeah, but, uh, before every game, I must listen to a Little Wayne song, song called, it's called The Mob. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's a pretty decent song, so I, I pretty much listen to that before every football game. Pretty much get me in a little good mood. Now... On the, the football field in practice. Now, it, listen, we know you practice to get better. Everyone has to do practice. But there's sometimes there's, there's those drills or those activities the coaches do, and everybody goes, oh, they roll your eyes. Do I got to do this? Is there a particular <laughs> drill that you just can't stand? Uh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just one drill that I really, really, really can't stand is probably uh, 
we do this one drill where we just pretty much warming the quarterbacks up, and we literally run straight at the quarterback, and it seems like the quarterbacks are trying to take our hands off. Oh. Trying to throw the ball as hard as they can. So I really hate that drill. But, Jeez. You know, it's part of getting better. It's part of the life of being a receiver, then. That's right. Well, it's kind of the, the real-life version of the jugs machine, I guess, right? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Oh, man. Now, you mentioned Speedy B was on the license plate. Do you have a dream car? If uh, if you, you had a blank check written to you, you'd pick this one up? Uh, if I had a blank check, I'd probably go get, a, of course, a Bugatti. I mean, the oh. most expensive car there is. <laughs> but... Uh, Right now, I mean, my, I really just want, like, a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, of course. Right. Exotic cars. But, you know, I got a Mercedes-Benz myself, so I'm pretty much satisfied. So you're okay. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and last one for you, Brandon. Uh, let's say end of the year again. We'll keep with the blank check theme vacation-wise. You can jet fly and trend set wherever you want, anywhere in the world. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going straight to Dubai. Oh. Straight to Dubai. You didn't hesitate uh, on that. Why? I, oh, well, I know the buildings, but why? Uh, I just, just, it just seemed nice out there, I man. Just from the pictures and just the atmosphere that I like. I like, you know, real sunny sand, and I just like like a, a lot of nice buildings and just the way it look out there. It just look look nice to be the vacation, either there or Paris. Oh, I can hit one on before uh, for my birthday this year. That'd be great. Well, we'll we'll, we'll keep track. You have to uh, uh, tweet that out and on social media. Where where can people find you on social media, Brandon? Uh, Speedy Bank sixteen. Beautiful. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, and uh, good luck in the uh, rest of the season, and uh, we'll be thinking of you. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. That was Brandon Banks of the Hamilton Tiger Cats in Behind the Helmet. Remember, folks, if you missed any of the show, you can go on iTunes, on the TSN radio page, whichever city you're listening out of, if it's Toronto, TSN1050.ca, Edmonton, TSN1260.ca, whatever. There's a CFL Weekly Show page under the show section. You can get it there. We're also on iTunes and SoundCloud, and I post the link at AndyMC81 on Twitter just in case you missed any of the program to get you ready for Week 18. All right, let's get to a poll update here. The question was, which CFL East team is the most dangerous come playoff time? Which one will be the most dangerous? The Ottawa Red Blacks or the Toronto Argonauts? It's still up there, so you can vote at AndyMC81. Leading the way so far, Toronto Argonauts. 67% Argos ahead of the Red Blacks. We talked about it earlier in the show, really. It comes down to, if both these two teams are healthy, very close. I give the slight edge to Toronto just because of the experience factor of Ricky Ray, but ultimately, hey, I'm not going to discount what the Red Blacks did last year. Different quarterback in there, of course, with Trevor Harris, but the dude can ball out. This is an overcoming type of team, and just like last year, they're getting hot at the right time. That's the difference. They get hot post-Labor Day and have worked out the kinks. You go back to uh, last week squeaking out. It doesn't matter if it was ugly or not, or you won by one point. They won on the road in Saskatchewan. That's never easy to do, 33-32. So let's get to this week's game picks. And Week 18 kicks off on TSN Friday, October 20, 9 p.m. Eastern, Saskatchewan into Calgary. Now, the Rough Riders can clinch a playoff spot with a win or a BC Lions loss. And I'm leaning more towards them backing their way in with a BC Lions loss. Saskatchewan at 8-7, and seven, BC at 6-9, Calgary 13-1-1. One one, right? It's going to be tough. It's in Calgary. The Stamps haven't lost there. I'm not going to go against the undefeated Stampeders at home at this point in the year. Would it surprise me if Saskatchewan pulled off an upset? No, but I'll go Stamps. That's the only game for Friday. Then we have doubleheader Saturday starting at 4 o'clock. Toronto Argos hosting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Blue Bombers without their top receiving option, Darvin Adams. Without their best and the, the legend, Mo Leggett in the secondary. 
what does that mean? Everybody gets moved up a spot. Chatted in the last segment with Scott Cullen about, well, the other receiving options aren't that great. It's going to be a heavy dose of Andrew Harris. Can the Argos stop Andrew Harris? And as Matt Nichols keeps coming back from that hand injury. I'll say if everyone was healthy, I would have gone Blue Bombers. I'll take Argos at home here. Five and three at home. I'll go Argos over the Blue Bombers to have a chance at uh, jumping back over the Ottawa Red Blacks who are on the bye this week in the first spot in the East Division. Other game Saturday, 10 o'clock, the late game. BC hosting the Edmonton Eskimos. I will take the Eskimos. It was a 30-27. They showed some guts overtaking the Toronto Argonauts last week. Also at the Alouettes the week before. BC Lions just aren't very good. Go with the Eskimos there. And to finalize up the week, it is a 1 p.m. kickoff on TSN. Montreal Alouettes hosting the Hamilton Ticats. Both these teams, nothing to play for. What's going to be interesting to me is how Montreal tries to take this time to figure out what the heck they're going to do next year. What are you going to do next year? It is an absolute mess in Montreal. I'll go Hamilton. The Ticats have been playing much better as of late. Uh, four, three and four on the road. Just one win at home, but three and four on the road. Montreal cures what ails you, and I think it'll be uh, Hamilton decisively over the Montreal Alouettes. All right, folks, get ready for Week 18. Again, you missed any of the show, check it out on TSN Radio show page, whatever radio TSN radio market you're in. Go to the website under the show section or on iTunes and SoundCloud or at AndyMC81 on Twitter. So for producer Joe Narsa, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.